When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, here to try and extract as much out of the buyers for the vendors is the head auctioneer for New Zealand Bloodstock and the standard bread manager. I think that's your title, wasn't it? Cam Bray, thanks for coming up and, and having a chat. Oh, we're, uh, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, no, very exciting times. Um, uh, I would be lying to you to say I'm not just a touch nervous, but uh, that's what it's like when you go to a big sale like this. And, and as Mick said, you're very right in what you're saying. It's a hundred and I think we've got a few withdrawals, so we're like 123 lots going through the ring today. And uh, when you compare catalogues with catalogues, it's just such a high quality sale and a short number. Um, so that, that comes with a, a quite a bit of expectation as well. Um, there's a lot of guys who invested a lot of money up here uh, to update and maintain their breed. So um, yeah, I think it, we, we will see fireworks early. Um, there's some outstanding pedigrees early, some outstanding, outstanding types and individuals all the way through this catalogue. Uh, so it's generally one of the, albeit I'm nervous now, one of the more funner sales to sell. But isn't that a good thing, being yeah. nervous, if you didn't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. nervous energy? You um, wouldn't want to go into it, you know, just complacent. You know, no. it's, uh, it's about getting G'd up because you want everyone else to be G'd up. So, yep. yeah. What have, what have you noticed in terms of the biggest difference in, say, the last five years, because I'm getting a feeling, and it's coming from the, the horse people, the trainers who are buying these horses, that the level of preparation for these yearlings has gone to the next level. Is, is that a fair statement? I think so, and I think that that's that a lot of that's come about, I think, with the change of direction from, you know, from the company itself. You know, NZB have come in. They've come from so a thoroughbred. So this is the fourth year? Fourth yep. year, yeah. So they're looking at it through a thoroughbred lens. Um, they And we measure ourselves as, as, a, as a division in the company against our thoroughbred partners. And the value we are paying, we're not mucking around. So we need to be doing the job right. Um, and, and again, same with the guys that are buying. You see the guys like Mark Purden and the Gene Feast, the, all, the, all the names, they're out there walking about doing the work uh, so the preparers need to do the work too, which they have, and it's it's been a real lift in, in that. You can see it out there as you walk around. You talk you talk about um, about what people you know who are going to star at the sale. It, it, well, the biggest change by far in the standard bread sales in the last three years has been Stonewall Stud. It used to be a fact that if you had a really good cult by bettors, Emilio Rosati might be on it, Gene Feast might be on it, John Street might be on it. It doesn't matter who's on it now. If Steve Stockman wants something, he'll buy it. And that's very rare in any sales complex in the world. Even Coolmore have Godolphin as rivals. But their spend, their aggressive tactics for what they want, is the single biggest trend in harness racing sales in Australasia. And it's everybody. doesn't matter if you're new trend, doesn't matter if you're APG. They would wish they could get him to go to their sales. Now, they can't because the stock's not as good. The stock is better. Um, the gap is closing a little bit because they've bought a lot of good mares out of New Zealand over the last 20 or 30 years. But what he and Steve Telfer and Jill Stockman are building together is massive. And that will be the single biggest footprint out of today. Better's Delight has a massive footprint, but we're used to that. But Steve's footprint will turn $100,000 horses, if he wants them, 
and say Gene Feast wants the same horse or Dean Shannon, they'll become two hundred thousand dollar horses. Very, very few people in the history of any sort of bloodstock sale in New Zealand have had that much power over the market. Yeah, and I think one thing you, you temper that with is that I don't think there's a guy out there as an organisation, that group who are doing more work, pre-sale. Like, they're, they're looking at horses in December. They're vetting horses, you know. Um, they're doing a lot of work. And, uh, you know, he narrows down what he wants and, you know, ultimately he gets what he wants. All right, two auctioneers today. You, Mike Kneebones, come over yep. from Australia. So... Uh, I spoke to him just before. He's he's done a lot of homework. He, he said, "Look, um, it, it's been it's always a big challenge to do the standard bread sale. He's a predominantly thoroughbred uh, auctioneer, but he's also an animal auctioneer. So he he was quite excited about uh, what what's going to unfold too. And, and as auctioneers, the, this is what you're in the game for. Yeah, and I think you know I sell a few of the thoroughbreds too. And one thing that's is, is very different here in the standard bread side of it, vendors and preparers come here to sell horses. You know, we are great at, at, at bringing our stock to market and selling them, um, which, you know, with the thoroughbreds, higher service fees, you know, it's under scrutiny of, you know, x-rays and the ability to trade a horse via other avenues. It's different. Here, this is probably really one of your big, this is your big chance to sell a horse and people, you know, sell horses. Yep. Yeah, well, what you don't have, you don't have the ready-to-run market. Correct. So you might have 100 horses purchased at Karaka galloping sales which will go the ready to run so we another couple of hundred who get there for other means but you don't have that for the harness um, and the other thing too is you don't have a, a residual fillies value market nobody buys a harness racing filly very often and thinks well if it's no good on the track I'll still make a couple of hundred K out of this you know you're not buying a fast set rock or, or one of those mm. type of things or a Galileo if you're lucky enough to get one so what you tend to find here is people are buying racehorses and the other difference is at the gallop, scope and x-rays are everything. Whereas here, scopes are largely irrelevant. It, there's almost no point getting a harness or scope. They all pass. Uh, and the x-rays are far less of a deal. So because of that, you're having, because you don't have that secondary market with the ready-to-runs, so what you're finding is everybody pretty, it pretty much ends up on the same horses. Like you could go through here today and, and go to Mark Purden's list and, and the, the Stonewall list and... 15 of the top 20 horses will be the same. Same horses. They're yeah. the same horses. Mm. Now, some people get a snitch on a family because they bought one last year, which is no good. But at this sale, you can tell people what people are going to go after. Then it's a question of whether that's 150 or 350, and that's controlled by three or four people. I bought horses out of the sale. I bought horses out of the sale that won Group 1 races. There's still value here. I bought a horse here for 20K mm. when I won a Group 1. You can still buy value here today because, again, we'll go back to the other factor. Those top 15 to 20 horses are on everybody's list, and they've also got lists for Tuesday and Wednesday. Some people don't buy at the trotting sale tomorrow. So once you end up with those lists, it's a little, little bit like Sydney Easter for the gallops. The syndicators and the big players are on the same horses. Then there's a, a vacuum created, and that vacuum's in that 30 to 80 space, and that's where we're going to see Regan Todd and Mark Jones and, and Bob Barton and those young fellas, Nathan Williams, and those sort of people buy into Greg. So I think there's a fear factor when you come to the sale that everything's going to be expensive, and it's actually not the case. The top end is expensive. There is absolutely a gap here, and a $35,000, $40,000 horse here today, which is just under the average of expected around fifty, won't cost you any more or any less in Christchurch because that market is a different bunch of people predominantly to who's buying at the top end of the market. And, and that's 
something for people to be mindful of. The other thing, too, is if you want to bid, if you're listening to this, there's almost certain you're not here. So you can bid online and just go to NZB or NZB Standard Bid using the portal to get to. Make sure you're registered a bid online because there's nothing worse than looking at a sale. I did it here last year. I didn't bid on a horse and it went for 75K. Ken Brickin actually sold a good friend of mine and I was like, well, how did that go for 75 I was lucky enough to get into it afterwards. Right. But there's nothing worse than watching a horse go through and you think, I'm not going to bid on it because it's going to be too expensive. And you could have got it. And the crucial factor to that is register, be ready to do so. You don't need to vet them out as much as the gallopers. And then you have the option to play. I'm not telling you to buy a horse. If you don't have that sort of money, don't buy a horse. But if you don't have the option to play, buyer's regret or non-buyer's regret are real things. They are. Absolutely, they are. The online platform is, well, world-class. No question about that, Cam, at all. So we have the sale today of 123. Then we have... 250-odd to sell mm. in Christchurch, split between the Trotters sale that starts at 3 o'clock on Monday. We have a half-hour preview show, which people can watch on Facebook or via the NZB Standard Bread website, and then two pacing sale days, Tuesday and Wednesday. Caracas sets the tone. Last mm. year, average about 51,000, a record. Um, are you getting the feel, or are you are you confident that the market is, is going to be in a similar vein or is there a little bit of nervous trepidation there? Uh, there's, there's always a wee bit of that to be fair, like we're in a different space this time, we, we've come off the back of a bit of a COVID bubble, you know, 12 months previous um, I think if we can hold ground we've had a good day, um, reality uh, there's a number of factors, Mick talking before about, you know, guys buying in the middle and sort of lower end of the market I think those guys who have bought in that market have had a pretty good time of it, selling horses um, as, as we all know Possibly the racing game in New Zealand, domestic racing product, isn't quite as where it's been. And in Australia, it's booming. What that has created is, is a quite a big going horse market to sort of fulfil, you know, um, people's, you know, they got owners that all of a sudden they've got a bit of, they're fired up, they want to buy a horse. So we will hopefully see a little bit of that come back through the market here. I know a lot more guys are prepared to buy a lot more of them in that market than what they, I don't know if they're going to spend any more money, but they want to buy more of them. So uh, ultimately, that will cause its own um, competition, which generally means a bit of a lift. So yeah, again, we just got to temper it all out, but um, I'm pretty pretty confident. All right, good luck, mate. Thank Appreciate you. you stopping by. Um, I know you're about three quarters of an hour away from uh, getting underway, and uh, Cambrai representing New Zealand Bloodstock.